0: Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Hi there, folks. Welcome back to the WP Tonic Show, episode 232. I've got the great pleasure of having two guests on the show um, this Wednesday. Um, Kim won't be joining us, folks. She's still trying to sort out her slightly wrecked home in Florida. So, um, But she will be returning this Friday um, on our Roundtable show. Now, back to our two great guests. That's Ron Huber, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, folks, and Tom McCracken. Founders of Intelligence WP and the digital agency Level Ten. I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself quickly to the listeners, and let's start with Ron. I'd like to a quick introduction, Ron? Oh,
1: so I'm the CEO of, of Level Ten. I've been a um, agency owner for 15 years, uh, mainly in the Drupal space. In this year and uh, 2017, I'm breaking into the WordPress uh, world and very excited about everything that's going on.
0: That's great. And Tom, like to quickly introduce yourself?
2: Um, actually, a little bit of a similar background to Ron's, um, but I'm more on the development side. So I uh, started Level 10 back in 1999, um, and I do. Uh, Ron, Ron does a lot of the business stuff, so it allows me to do a lot of the programming, um, and so um, it's kind of what we're doing.
0: Right, that's great, folks. Um, so tell us a, a bit a bit about Intelligence WP. What's it about and why you developed it and what you hope to achieve with it?
2: Okay. Um, the, the main reason is that, um, I think Ron mentioned that we, we did WordPress a long time ago, and then we got into Drupal as we started to work with some large enterprises, and we had some big teams that were doing a lot of different things. Uh, marketing automation, generating lots of content, ebooks, all of these—you know—just bunches of things going on. And over time, people start to try to figure out: well, what of this content is actually really working? We know we're doing all these things, but we need to figure out what really is—you know—what's the right way to write titles? What's the right proper length? And not just what shows up better in the search engines. And what show you know might have generate more traffic, but what really engages people and gets people to convert? Um, sort of what is the ROI of all these different elements of things that we're doing from marketing channels and so forth? And so um, we basically created a system to help solve that problem. Um, originally, the thinking was that we would have to build a custom analytics package or something like that. Uh, but as we dug deeper into what was possible with Google Analytics, there was a lot of extended Uh, extended features of Google Analytics. And by leveraging those extended features, we were able to kind of get to a better set of analytics than just sort of the vanity metrics that you typically see in Google Analytics.
0: Yeah, because um, like what we've discussed, Tom, is um, a lot of people set up Google Analytics and it's forgotten, isn't it? It's Mm -hmm. the loss often of digital measurement, isn't it?
2: Yes.
1: Google Analytics is built for everyone. Right? Every, they have to make sure the platform works for every type of business across platform and, and where we can be a little bit more spe- uh, specific. We can really dig down into content uh, providers and, and and people that are in business to uh, do, you know, action over the web. And in, in this particular case, all the way drill down into what folks that use WordPress and how they can get the most out of their analytics.
0: And uh, what's really impressed me is that um, it's the basic core product is free and it's not crippled, really, is it? It's totally pretty functional um, with how much of the functionality is available in the free product.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, part of it is, you know, analytics has just always been a passion of mine. Um, and years ago we built a a free hit counter. Um, and what I really wanted to do is I wanted to give people a complete product that they could see the true ROI of what they were doing. Um, and so then we kind of left the pro version for people who are doing more advanced things, you know, need to do advanced visitor tracking and so forth. But yeah, I wanted to give people the complete tools so they could, so they basically could create the sort of method for measuring ROI and understanding the value of their content marketing channels without having to pay for, you know, without having to put that barrier of going up to that next level.
0: So, um, but obviously there are paid options, but folks, um, um, like I say, if you go to um, their website, um, there'll be full links in the show notes, a full transcription of our interview. Um, I've had a look at it and Tom's going to spend a little bit of time and I'm going to actually run it on the WP tonic website as well. And we'll be reporting back how I find, um, how effective I find it, but it looks a really fantastic product. Um, And I've been looking for something that can really help um, because I'm as guilty as probably we all are that listening to this show of um, we get very enthusiastic about Google Analytics for a week, and then we forget it <laughs> and um I do have some other plugins that are going to deactivate that give um some basic info um but um to get the real power um you need to spend a little bit more time so you um the next product part version of the product is that you offer um to set it up and give some um, training, isn't that correct?
1: Yeah, especially in the in the beginning now. And to be honest with everybody, the the uh, product has been around only for a few months. Uh, we've had it on the Drupal side for a few years, so it's a it's a very st- solid platform. But. We've just moved it over to be available as a plug-in in a WordPress. So, in uh, as we're getting people to use it and and getting you know amazing uh, groups like WP Tonic to to really you know give us feedback. What we want to do is see how you use it, how you what parts of it are important to you. So, for us to come along and do the install for you and then offer you a few months free of the uh, Pro version, uh, you know all we're asking for is a little feedback. At the core of it, we're open source guys. We've been, you know, part of the Drupal community for for many years. We were major contributors of that, and we plan to be major contributors of the of the WordPress world. It's at the core of it, it's all um, open source.
0: Greatly said. Um, so, what what are some of the key things that you think um, Intelligence WP offers? That, um, that could attract the listeners and get their attention and hopefully sign up um, to download the product and start using it?
2: Um, I think the thing pretty much out of the box that most people gravitate towards um, if they're doing content marketing or inbound marketing or something like that is the content scoring. Um, and in particular, what I think it's really interesting is um, if you've got uh, different people who are writing content and it can give them feedback to, hey, not just, hey, these are the best practices for writing a good uh, writing a good um, title, um, or this is the best subject to write about. It can actually give them feedback on what happens, not just traffic. Are people sharing it? Are people, you know, commenting? Are they engaging with it? Um, and are people, you know, is it converting? Are people downloading eBooks or signing up for newsletters? And so they can actually see the business impact. And what's been fun about that is then we start to see teams gamify around that. Um, And now, because a lot of times we go in and help teams, they might be engineers, they might be non-marketers, and they don't necessarily, they're just writing because it's something they're passionate about. Now they can actually see that kind of data and they can start to run experiments. Um, You know, start setting up what kind of tone should we use on our blog posts or different lengths and things like that and start to see what is the impact of those different things, not just... Just traffic but you know actual engagement and conversion that's I think one of the biggest things um, another area that's kind of fun is web developers um, you know I like to say that uh, web developments kind of done by edu guessing I'm um, a lot of theory and so you know a lot of times there's we want to change a menu structure on the website or we want to um, you know change the design well now we have a way of measuring the true impact of doing that so if someone just spent hundred thousand dollars redesigning their website. We can now tell what kind of change did we, what are we going to, you know, we've measured this for a month now. What kind of ROI can we project out and was that a successful uh, positive ROI generating, or should we maybe go back and change a few things back? Um, and then I think the last, uh, one of the other big things is um, marketing channels. Um, understanding what kind of, of ads are producing the most engagement and conversion. Um, understanding which keywords, social networks, all of those things, breaking all those things down. And then the last thing you know, is we be breaking everything down by visitors. Um, so you know location, devices. One one of the big pieces of interesting piece of information we've gotten is that well we're all doing responsive des- responsive design has been around since 2010 2011. We're all doing it now. But even though your website might collapse down into mobile and look right, a lot of times the performance is very different from a conversion standpoint. So a lot of times that CTA may get buried and no one even looks at it. Um, And so if you can identify, hey, we're seeing a real drop-off in the way our blog posts are structured on mobile devices, maybe it's not – and the site technically is mobile, but maybe there's something being lost – um, there's something being lost because of the way we're organizing some of our content. Maybe there's some things that we can do to fix it and measure do they really fix the issue?
0: That's great. put, um, I actually um, attended a WordPress conference in Sacramento um, a couple of weeks ago, a WordCamp, and um, they, um, there was a great um, presentation, um, unfortunately. Um, just forgotten the individual's name, but he's actually coming on the show. So I apologise, but he's the chief um, analytical strategist for Ten Up, which is a leading WordPress agency, and um, he did a great presentation about why people find Google Analytics hard to use. And one of the things he pointed out is a lot of the um, the way Google Analytics is set up um, initially. Um, out the box can actually give you a lot of false data, false figures about visitors. Is that right, Tom?
2: Uh, that is correct. Um, well, in particular, it's going to give you some false data around time on page, bounce rates, things like that. Um, and then some of the, particularly some of the ways some of the mobile devices work, gets trickier. So, for example. Um, if you leave a page open, so let's say you go to a recipe website, you just open a bunch of recipes, you know, you click right tab and open those pages. Google Analytics counts all of those as page hits, whether or not the page ever was visible, um, or not, it might've just been a hidden tab. And so like, that's one way it creates sort of like some false data. Um, you know, another way is that some of the mobile browsers, Will actually refresh pages automatically when you go back to them, and Google Analytics will track those as a, a new visit, or even if it happens, uh, say a few hours later, a new session. When in reality, it's not a new session. In particular, you can pollute a lot of your um, a lot of your mobile data, um, and so yeah, there are there are some things that um, cause, and there's there's lots of other little things um, that can kind of uh, sort of create sort of false um, some false data in this or some misleading data in the system.
0: Yeah. Cause he was saying, uh, um, basically gives you inflated, um, figures about mm-hmm. visitors, how many people are coming to the site At which Google, he hinted that Google want you to feel more <laughs> visitors coming than the probably is to right. some extent, but I don't know if that's over exaggerating it, but he did, he did kind of, um, show. And, um, I think the other thing, uh, um, I just wanted to see if you agreed with it, that, that um, was pointed out uh, as I was listening to this presentation, is he kind of emphasised that you need to be clear about the objectives that you're going to measure. Um, that's the tricky bit, isn't it? Because each organisation might have different priorities, might they? That's why having something that out the box is practically impossible, because it could be an e-commerce store. It could be um, various types of organization, couldn't it?
2: Right, right. And that's you know, one of the big challenges Google Analytics has is, is going through that.
0: And that, that's why a lot of people fail at it, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. And we've created a, a, a wizard um, to help people oh. install and, and, and it walk you through, and, and, we've, and we've got some things set up that you can easily change, because it is a complex, um, you know, setup. There, you know, there's a lot of decisions that you have to make that you might not be ready to make, and, um, and that's where I think most people get hung up, is
2: when you're, especially when you get to custom events
1: and, and et cetera.
2: Maybe, Tom, you can elaborate sure, on that. Sure. And yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Every website's different. But in many, well, that's what's kind of the nice advantage of being an agency is that you do see a lot of things that are common. Most people yeah. are going to want to track social shares, they're going to want to track when people play videos. Um, When people vote on something or they do a poll or, you know, form submissions are going to be a big thing to, to do. And so by creating tools that makes it easy to track those things, you cover a lot of things. Now, what those form submissions are can be very different. Um, and, 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 that's one of the hopes is that, um, there's a lot of work we've done with clients about how to kind of organize those things. So for example, if you're doing marketing automation, you know, you might want to group all your educational pieces into a single conversion and, um, you may want to group your middle of funnel offers and your sales leads, and then maybe your job applications and these things. And there's some, there's some tricks to kind of bring a lot of that together. Um, and so that's some of the, you know, the, the tool helps make that stuff easy, but we also want to be providing education. Um, they kind of point people in the right direction.
0: Oh, was very well put, Tom. Um, so you've been how long? Has it, um, you've been operating the the plugin in the Drupal world? And um, how many roughly users have been using it in the Drupal world?
2: We so we released it in 2013. Um, and we primarily, and unfortunately, it was one of those things where it got released, and then I got kind of pulled into other work. Um, and so never,
0: it, never, I, never happened to me.
2: Promoted no, yes. as well as I would have liked, and we primarily use it as a tool for um, clients we worked with. Right. The interesting thing for us was that. Um, what we found is that, you know, in the Drupal world, what we all kind of do is there's these sort of top agencies and we all get together and we're friends and we talk. But really what we do is we try to prove that we know this platform better than other people and that's how we get hired. What was interesting is we, we, we came up with uh, doing some pitches to some, some large clients. Um, and what we found was these kinds of tools helped us land the business and kind of took out of the equation which team is sort of the best team or something like that. They're going, oh, we want that kind of measurement on our website. And that's where the idea came from. Well, let's try to start working with other agencies um, to use these tools. And we started to do that. We started to get a lot of requests to bring it over into, into WordPress. And so that was sort of the impetus to, to, bring, it, to bring it over. Um, and so there's a, there's, a few, um, there's a few hundred people that are using it in the Drupal world. Um, and we've put on some websites that are, you know, we've put on some you know, billion-dollar-up websites of some of the clients that we work with. Um, and so it's, it's, you know, it's kind of nice to get some of that kind of experience.
0: Well, that's great. Um, I think we're going to go for our break. Um, it's been a we're gonna, When we come back, we're going to delve into what's it like to run a Drupal Based agency uh, some of the dips. Um, yes this is Facebook this Facebook this is the W um, WordPress I'm mixing my words here folks I'm not being on the scotch at all I, I promise you it's too early even for me um, but um, one of the things I wanted to discuss is um, bring people in from different communities and see some of the differences and just hear their reflections. And I think it's going to be a fascinating discussion when we come back. So we will be back in a minute, folks.
2: Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back
0: folks. I promise not to mix my words. I got a bit stuck at the the um before we went for our break. Um so ha- you, you've been running your agency for quite a while. So have you always been big into Drupal guys, you know, or is, At, how long have you been part of the Drupal world?
2: No, actually, no. Um, so interestingly now I've got kind of a, a weird background. Actually, when I first started, we did Java and small talk, and we mostly did online banking, things like that. And then, which was awesome, till 2001. Um, and the telecoms fell apart and all that kind of stuff. And so we really started getting more into like doing small websites that wanted marketing. A lot of times there were static websites with just some nice SEO and, and so forth. But then as content started becoming more important, we actually were using, we were using WordPress. And back then what we do is we would kind of join together different open source platforms. So if we need a forum, we'd use PHPB. Mm-hmm. If we needed e-commerce, we'd use OS commerce. Um, And so we ended up having this project for Simon Schuster where we had, as a book they were releasing, and we had to do this game, the sweet stakes and uh, we had a WordPress blog for the author, and we had forums, and we just realized this is starting to get tough to integrate all this stuff together. Um, and we were using, you know, we, we did a lot of cool stuff with WordPress. Like we did Roger Starbucks blog. Um, we had our own blog running on it. We built a, we built a plugin called blog matrix and to test designers. We'd have them come in and build a, build a free WordPress theme to see how well they did with it and release the theme back. But this is like the WordPress, you know, two, two for timeframe. Um, and so what ended up happening was we actually being an old object-oriented programmer, I thought it'd be a good idea to build uh, my own our own cms so it's object oriented because we couldn't really find one in the php world that was object had an object oriented framework well after several iterations <laughs> we eventually found our way to drupal primarily we were doing a big music platform and drupal had um, drupal had been already used on sony and you know universal and a lot of the big music companies and so we started building with it um, and we moved our whole company, you know, over to, and I think we actually still did for a few clients. We did a few WordPress sites along the way, but we got very into the community and actually Ron um, actually owns another agency in San Diego. Um, and uh, he was, when we were first learning Drupal, he was one of the agencies that we called and said, Hey, could you guys help us out? And he goes, we're so busy. Let me give you the name of four other, four other agencies. Um, and over the time I've gotten to know a lot of the other Uh, people in the Drupal world, and um, Ron and I just, we'd been talking about, uh, you know, where the web was going, and how everything's becoming more ROI driven, and we said, hey, let's go launch this product together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, and so, uh, and a lot of it had to do with, you know, I have a lot of friends in Dallas, I have a lot of friends who are marketers, and, you know, work in the WordPress world, so I've always kind of kept up with it, Um, but, you know, finally, it's sort of like we had too many people ask us to move it, and I'm like, you know, I'll go brush, dust off my chops, it's all PHP you know and after a few weeks i'm like ah we can do this all
0: right so you go into drupal so what is there any particular industry that you that you specializing or do you just um it's more to do with budget and size and you no know.
1: as as dreese the founder of drupal has said you know drupal is a great um platform for ambitious web goals and if if you have if you don't really know what you want to build but you know you want to build something amazing um drupal is a a great uh building block to do that right if you know what your business is and you know what it should be wordpress is a much better platform for that because there are already plugins and tested and true ideas but on the custom side if you're trying to push the edge so that really opens up to entertainment a lot of entertainment groups um, yeah, at work in that. My, my team in San Diego just launched the um, Recording Academy, the Grammys. You know, we do a lot of work with healthcare because healthcare is um, very regulated. There's a lot of, uh, of industries that make a lot of sense that need the, the flexibility and the, the core of what a Drupal will, will provide. But then all the rest is WordPress, right?
0: Well, kind of, um, um, I've got experience in a slightly different um, before I got heavily involved in WordPress. And when I was based in the UK um, and a little bit here, I was involved with the Expression Engine community, Mm -hmm. um, which kind of the way with those larger websites kind of was a direct competitor to Drupal. You um, tended to have agencies that either use Expression Engine or Drupal. Um, um, Especially in Europe. Pardon? Especially in Europe. Yes, it was yeah. big in the UK. Made um, a big. There some big names that were really quiet um, So, what are some of your main competitors when you're bidding? Um, apart from other Drupal shops, is is it priority kind of um, systems that are your bidding against or fighting against?
2: Yeah, I think um, it, it depends. On one side, if it's going to be a more marketing focused site, Sitecore and Adobe will be the will be the two big ones. I um, mean, in particular, Sitecore is always a tricky one um, for when people have got a .NET background and you know you've got an IT manager that's not ready to have open source come in um, and so forth. Um, on the development side, a lot of times it's custom development. It's going to be Ruby on Rails, Symfony, um, Laravel, you know, different systems like that, and more recently. Um, Node, um, even seen a little bit of Go, um, those kinds of things. So those tend to be the um, the main competitors for Drupal.
0: Right. So what, what? How do you pitch? You know the strengths of Drupal um, to this potential client?
1: Well, for one thing, it, it, there is no upfront licensing fee. That's you know WordPress has the same. Um, the flexibility. Um, And basically, you know, the work that we've done, you know, over the last 11 years or so that, you know, our agencies have done a lot of work in the Drupal and been able to leverage that when it comes to the challenges that a company is is trying to accomplish. And if you're trying to build from a, let's say you get a SharePoint because you have an intranet or you have, um, you know, Salesforce, you want to have a big integration, you know, Drupal is a very good platform for integration, and it has it covered, uh, you know, extensively when you're talking about companies that use a CRM for those kinds of of sales.
0: But what are some of their concerns, you know, on the other side, what are some of their concerns about when you say, you know, you're a Drupal shop? What are some of the things that come up that you have to overcome?
1: I think security is always a, a big issue for, for everybody these days. Um, you know, the, the other side of it is is that Drupal is built for developers, not for marketers. Uh, there's a lot of custom work that has to be built in. You know, that's where uh, level 10 for years has been ahead of the curve and building products like Open Enterprise that have, have bridged the gap between WordPress and Drupal very well, especially for content marketers.
0: Oh, yeah, because you've got this other product in your library, haven't you? Do you mm-hmm. want to quickly um, talk about that?
2: Sure. Well, you know, the vision way back when was that we wanted to build websites that actually got results um, and realize there's a lot of tools that you're going to need to do that. You're going to need to create content. You're going to need to have good conversion mechanisms. You're going to need call to actions. You're going to have good analytics. You've got to have a lot of uh, SEO tools and social promotion tools. You know, a lot of things that extend, um, that extend the CMS. Um, and then you're going to need to bring them all together. Um, and, so, uh, that's, and, and so that's what really is at the heart of, um, of what open enterprise is. And what's interesting is a few years ago, um, we started looking at HubSpot and realized, oh, we're actually kind of building almost like an open source HubSpot in some ways. Um, it's different because it's, it's built really to be much more flexible, um, but there is, there is a lot of overlap sort of bringing all those things together. Um, and then you know, really the other part of it is just, you know, one of the tricky things about Drupal is, I mean, it's just a rector set. You just dump a bunch of blocks on the ground, but a lot of times there's things that are not as polished up. You've got to build every time for a client. So a lot of that stuff let's say some of the big companies needed like very responsive style guides. You know, you can build a responsive theme, but you need a good style guide and make sure you've got all these pretty elements that all collapse properly and so forth. And so we integrated a lot of those things that, that as we worked with clients, um, we found that they found useful, um, but people weren't necessarily going to pay for on a one-off basis.
0: Right. Um, so what's the, because, um, you know, the great strength of the WordPress community is, the, um, and also its weakness um, is its third-party um, plug-in. Uh, Ecosystem um, and the entrepreneurs that and businesses that have been built up. Um, there's some great talent in the WordPress community um, that built very successful business businesses. Um, what's it like in the Drupal world, guys?
2: That, that's almost a podcast to itself.
1: <laughs> um, everything is custom. not custom, but it's, it's module building. There's, I don't know, 15,000 modules now. Um, You have to be an expert at at all of it. Uh, You know, I, Recently, in the last year, I had a client come to me and asking for an editorial calendar. Uh, we quoted it out; it was somewhere around seventy-five thousand dollars. I went on to uh, WordPress, and I think it was you know one hundred ninety-nine dollar plugin that covered almost double what we were going to do because somebody had as an as an entrepreneur gone out and did that, and that's that's such a powerful. Um, you know, community in the WordPress in the Drupal world, nobody wants to pay for a plugin or a module. Uh, they they want to build it themselves, or they want it to be open, you know, completely open source. Where in the WordPress world, there is a market that allows people to succeed. And frankly, this is what drew, drew me to the, the market was you need investment into these products. You need to continue to develop and support. So you need somebody to pay for those. And you can't do that as a free module. The amount of free work we do in the Drupal world to maintain the amazing work that has been done is, um, is, is frankly, it's, it's ludicrous. It's just, it, But in the WordPress world, we're able to monetize it and at least support the product.
0: You just, said, you just said it from the uh, two very ex, um, experienced digital um, yeah. agency yeah. owners there, folks. The world of Drupal has got its own problems. Um, <laughs> I think we're, we're going to finish up for the podcast part of the show. We're going to continue this great conversation um, on YouTube, and you'll be able to see it on the WP Tonic website with a, um, links and a full set of uh, show notes and a transcript of the conversation, folks. So we'll probably go on for another 10, 15 minutes, which you'd be able to say. Um, but before we end, um, how can people get hold of both of you and learn more about Intelligent WP and basically what you're both up to?
1: So there's, um, of course, the, the Level 10 website, which is getlevel10.com. And then the um, uh, intelligence is intelligencewp.com. And and that's uh, the best way to get a hold of us.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, just to finish up, folks, um, in October and also the beginning of November, we're already booked with guests. We've got some fantastic guests coming on the show from outside the world of uh, WordPress and also key members of the WordPress community. I'm really excited I just had a, a, a confirm guest for November that I'm really excited about. Um, we'll be back on Friday for the Roundtable show, which is always really very popular with the audience. And if you want to support the show, um, please go. I know I almost say it almost every episode, but please go um, to iTunes and give us uh, a review. It really helps. And just contact us in general. Um, Basically, I've had a lot more people in the WordPress community contact me. If you're organizing a WordCamp, um, we're most welcome for you to join us on the round table. We're having one of the organizers of the Seattle um, WordCamp join us this Friday to talk about the WordCamp in Seattle and a couple of other things. And if you want to join us, please outreach and contact us so we'll see you next week for another episode interview a business owner somebody outside the community or a wordpress junkie that's who we'll be interviewing we'll see you next next week folks bye
2: thanks for listening to wp tonic the podcast that gives you a spoonful of wordpress medicine twice a week